Hey everybody, it's Abby, your Everyday Mermaid, and this is Lauren, my mergal pal, and this is <gasps> Christy. Ren. Oh, and this is oh, show everybody who Jeez. this is Jay. <laughs> he can he can totally sit with us. Yeah, he's fine. He yeah. Um, I mean, he's not wearing pink, but whatever. Oh, whatever. Uh, for those of you who are just listening and have no idea what just happened, a dog just popped up and sat with Christine, her um, cute little dog Jade. Um, he's super cute. He is cute. Yes, but this is Christine, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, Christine. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, <laughs> we're so glad to have you. You know, why are you here? Yeah, let's tell everybody. <laughs> Well, I'm here actually with my underwater photographer contact, Justin Lutsky. He's in the audience. He's an audience filming right now. Yes. He's got multiple cameras going. <laughs> and we came into town to do an underwater play day, a photo event where I teach uh, underwater movement, mm-hmm. posing, flow, surrender techniques, and Justin captures amazing portraits of everyone. So you lovely ladies brought in your Nashville Mermaid pod, and we had a glorious marathon mermaid day yes. yesterday. It was glorious. Lauren? <laughs> <laughs> Was unable to make this lovely day. I am. I don't know why. Lauren. I'm just like <laughs> I'm in poor shape as a mermaid. Well, you'll get. I mean, you finally have gotten into a tail. That's true. So step one. <laughs> baby, baby swims. Baby, baby swims. swims. <laughs> baby swims. Yes, uh, Lauren. So, yes. What? Well, sorry. If you guys recall during the uh, LA episode, Abby met Christine because she did an underwater play day in Los Angeles. Yes. So that's how yeah, so we, we all met. And yeah. then Abby and Christine got to scheming yes. about bringing her all the way out here. Yes, yes. For another play day. Yes. And thus, now she's here. And now now she's here. And um, yeah, and Justin did the photography at the one in LA as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we had to bring the team you know, Indeed. here to Nashville, Tennessee. And yeah, I'm so thankful that we had the Nashville Mermaid Pod because they came out with all their beautiful mm-hmm. things. Miss um, Phelan, you know, Miss Phelan. She does never disappoint. She never disappoints. She she brought <laughs> this purple underwater fairy water nymph situation, and I was <laughs> like, I cannot cope with the magicalness. Like, it was so beautiful. Um, and then we had um, some of the other mermaids in their tails, mm-hmm. but we also had Richard the underwater merman mm-hmm. yes. swimming all the way up. Erie, Pennsylvania. Erie, Pennsylvania. Yes. He drove all the way down. He and his glorious hair. Oh, you know what? It looks, the, his photos, <laughs> I got a little sneak peek last night, and I was like, he's going to flip out. <laughs> his hair is on point. You know, he does these, if y'all don't know who he is, y'all should go check him out. He's UW Merman on Instagram. Uh-huh. And his shots on Instagram, it's his thing. His hair is always kind of in his face, you know, really mysterious. Like It's like now I know how they got the idea behind Ariel's hair. Yes. They didn't put a woman in the water and draw her. They put him (laughs) in the water and drew his hair. (laughs) Because it is the most glorious thing and 100% why I have unrealistic expectations for my own hair in the water. Yes, yes. Likewise, and I chopped all mine off recently, so I was, like, really in hair envy. (laughs) I was staring underwater being like, I miss my hair. I know. No. I chopped it off for a purpose and for a reason, and I like it. It's very pixie. I love it. But... 
Yes. We just don't see photos. I like to do the like atypical mermaid mm-hmm. thing, and of we course. don't have any photos of women underwater with short hair. So I was like, I'm gonna try that for a little while. Yeah. Do you know <laughs> yeah. Uh, Katie Mermaid, Ohio's first mermaid on Instagram? She's got short, cute no. blonde hair. No, I've never seen her. She's mm. the only one that I know that mm. has like the short, short blonde hair, but she rocks it. She is like so cute mm-hmm. and like she she does her own thing and rocks it. So y'all should like coordinate together team up pixie cut haircut underwater shoot yeah (laughs) so how did you like get into underwater like posing and photography and movement yeah, you know, I my background is actually in dance performance, so it's not shocking. Not shocking. <laughs> and I I had the opportunity after kind of performing for a while in New York mm-hmm. to decide to double major in a science field and dance. Oh, I kind cool. of have this art science brain going on, and as a part of my college, uh, Goucher College in Towson, mm-hmm. they require every student to do a study abroad. Nice. And so I did tropical marine ecology and during that course, that was really like, I mean, I got scuba certified That's for the so first cool. time. <laughs> and I, so yeah. cool. That was totally my mermaid moment because I, I, I fell in love with this underwater world and the realm and just to hear this ecology professor that I was studying, mm-hmm. uh, studying under and telling me all about coral reefs that we might lose them in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. It felt very resonant for me as something I could really dedicate a higher education and a master's degree to. So mm-hmm. I would say that was like my initial entry point and into like ocean and underwater and love. And slowly over like the many years, it became clear as I moved into film, I always carried around this idea. How do I combine all three of these things that I love so much? Like film, ocean conservation, dance. Mm-hmm. So I kind of always carried around a sketchbook with different ideas for underwater photos that might convey ocean conservation in interesting ways. And eventually I I found a photographer that did this underwater work. His name's Brett Stanley. No, not that one. No, not that one. (laughs) Justin's more recent. Um, But, you know, Brett really took a chance on some of my concepts that I was drawing and and we put out that first campaign and it was like kind of from there really took off so and how you and mermaid linden have never met i'll never know that's literally her entire thing yeah that is almost almost to the same storyline exactly how she got into what she does which is underwater Mm -hmm. um documentary and filmmaking of creatures and ecology and um that's exactly how she got into mermaiding as well she just like tried on her first monofin while she was out on location she was on a shoot Mm -hmm. and then oh amazing like, she, once she got certified, she said, like, the moment that she, like, was scuba, w- went down for the first time, like, into the reefs and stuff, like, she was crying in her masks. Like, it was, like, mm-hmm. this big aha moment for her. And so, yeah, I think once we, like, are able to go down there and, like, see the beauty of it all, it kind of changes things. Mm-hmm. So, which is great for Absolutely. for what you do because you're, you're creating that visual aspect for um, folks to see and kind of understand the need for it because I think a lot of people just don't know. It's very true. Mm-hmm. And it, we just haven't, you know, to date had a lot of imagery that really puts a human figure in the in the portrait mm-hmm. and creating that connection, you know, ocean conservation really as a human issue. This is not, you know, oh, let's just save the environment. It's integral to our survival on mm-hmm. this planet. And I really have taken 
um, in my, I get to call them artivism, photo campaigns, art as activism. I have really attempted to take what I know from a science level related Mm -hmm. to ocean, ocean acidification and climate change and translate that in a, you know, compelling visual medium. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've seen some of your uh, photography and um, posing that you've done and it's really, really something. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you. Especially with the, what is it, the red and red, the red tide outfit that you have. I went way down the Instagram yeah. rabbit oh, hole. Oh, was it you, body paint? Oh my gosh. One of the more recent, was it the coral bleaching? Yeah, yeah, the, the coral, coral bleaching. With the body paint. With the body paint, yeah. yeah. totally. Tell um, us more about that experience. Mm-hmm. Like, how, what did you do? Was the body paint, how do you do that? How do we do that? <laughs> well, luckily I live in uh, the land of epic creatives of yeah. Los Angeles mm-hmm. right now. So there's no shortage of creatives who want to kind of pitch it and help me create one of these visions. So there's a body paint artist that I've worked with in the past and she's, uh, her name's Lana Chromium. She's like Skin Wars TV show winner. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, she's incredible. And I had this, you know, I had this idea I was really passionate about I, I'm super passionate about coral reefs, just in general, and their health, and that they're bleaching. And I think the the disconnect that comes a lot is I try and find an, an issue to raise awareness about that has a clear kind of problem solution set up. Mm-hmm. Those are a little, I think, more readily taken up and shared. You know, plastic pollution, right? Yeah, it's very it's it's easier to fix than something as complex and multifaceted as ocean acidification or climate change. So with this campaign that we did, there's a, a link between your chemicals that we have and the chemical sunscreens and yeah. causing coral bleaching. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I went back to my go-to, you know, photographer at the time, Brett Stanley, and, you know, shared with him some ideas I had for trying to kind of have white and red in the handprints on the body that would show kind of how like a touch of bleach that on our hands you know it's kind of like having blood on your hands or Mm -hmm. something but it's white it's like these sunscreens we're using if I'm holding a coral prop and we're seeing that my hands are really causing that bleaching Mm -hmm. so it was kind of the premise of it yeah Yeah. that was powerful that was something actually it was I brought it to the the swim day I I just got my first (laughs) cause box oh yeah which is a subscription service and I I wanted to go I knew I wanted a subscription service of some kind for my birthday. And so I asked for Causebox because I had done some research on them and I knew that they tried to use a lot more eco-friendly products, tried to use a lot more vegan-friendly products, although they don't tout themselves as a vegan box because they're like, we can't guarantee it and we're not going to exclude some of our artists that we really, really love just because they might use some of those products. Um, And one of the things that I got in it was a reef-friendly sunscreen and I was yes. like, yay! <laughs> reef, reef safe sunscreen, yeah. people. Yeah. Such an easy fix. And yeah. it was really good, too. It worked really well. For sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Lauren did not get burnt. Yeah. And it's still And that out. is saying something, because yes. I am pale as the midnight moon. <laughs> Wait, you're not paler than me. I am. Oh, my God, you are? <laughs> I've never met someone paler than me, girl. I, yeah, <laughs> I give off the illusion that I'm not... But I am. <laughs> Justin's signaling over here that he's paler than both of us. Well, yeah, and speaking of Justin, how did you meet Justin? How did y'all get combined together? Because y'all have partnered, you know, with these underwater play days. So, mm-hmm. like, how did y'all meet and how did you get that connection going? 
Yeah, absolutely. When I first moved to Los Angeles, you know, I'm like completely new in this big city and I really moved there with the intention to take my underwater artwork to the next level. And some of that's exploring underwater film and cinematography, Mm -hmm. full on underwater performance and dance. And I decided that I wanted to just meet all the players in this area and that I would create a series of events and like a, a context where we could all network and come together and sort of create together. Um, um, I just so few opportunities to do that. We're yeah. always kind of operating as sh- ships in the nights or mm-hmm. kind of singularly and on our own. And when we combine all of our creative forces together, it's just, you know, magnified a million times what we can do. Yeah. And so long story short, I ended up setting up one of these underwater play day events, as I called them. And Justin came to the first one. He was pulled in by another uh, videographer who had come and mm-hmm. had an idea. And he was like, he, he has a, Justin has a, his way of a background, he has a little bit of a documentary film background and cinematography, he's a scuba instructor, super talented, and this was his first time really testing out in a full underwater uh, housing okay. setup and imagery, and just to see that, that love and that light that went off in his eyes, like can't, kid in a candy <laughs> store, like, oh my god, I could do this all day, and I was like... You and I, we yes. gotta do <laughs> some more work together to because it's like <laughs> rare. To, a lot of people I work with, you know, they like it. It was a cool experience, but it's a little more rare you find that person yeah. that has the same level of passion about yeah. it. So that's when I literally asked Abby while I was up here, like helping set up this space. I was like, "Have Justin and Ben just been like talking all weekend?" Yeah. <laughs> ben, my husband, yeah, like all this morning they were just going back and forth, back and forth blah, blah, about blah, this technical, camera, technical this software, blah blah blah. I'm like, whatever, whatever y'all need to work out to make this beautiful like, art piece. Yes, y'all just keep talking. It's like, have they been like two peas in a pod? Is it like birds of a feather up here? She goes yes. all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it because I feel like yes, yes, there there are very few people who understand the underwater thing that we have. Like last mm-hmm. night, Justin kept because you know we got some great images, but you get some funky junk <laughs> underwater, y'all. So like Justin was like. We a very odd hobby you know (laughs) like it is funny some of the faces you know that you get um and just like skin does weird things and like shadows and lighting like we get some funky stuff y'all full on know that i would have my cheeks like puffed out in the a lot of those pictures (laughs) with like a bow and then like you release to like get the image and all the bubbles coming out and that would be that would be my showstopper just being like (laughs) i'm underwater yeah well Anytime I need to laugh, I keep this like running image, like visual uh, carousel in my brain mm-hmm. of people's first face underwater. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. I'll lie in bed at night and like, think about these people's faces. Though, like, yeah, <laughs> you know, they're so just. It, it takes a while to feel totally. To, to feel comfortable enough yeah. and released enough that it's a, a second home for you. Yeah. It yeah. takes time. You know what you guys should do is get some of those images and then some of the images of that, <laughs> the guy oh, yeah. the guy does of the underwater dogs. Oh, we actually and put know them, like Yeah, do them side by side and see the find the people whose faces yeah. look just like the dogs getting the balls That's under the hilarious. water. That's hilarious. I'm not sure they'd appreciate that. <laughs> I would Probably care. not, but I would. I'm comfortable enough to be like, I got some, I know I got some like, crazy faces that would go along. So we should just 
call him up. He lives here in Nashville. Does he really? Just, apparently Justin knows him too. But, um, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, so we should just call him up real quick. Just be like, yeah. listen, we got this like, project. He would totally be. He would oh, totally yeah. Be. Just get some of those side by side. Yeah. Like when people start to look like their dogs. <laughs> Underwater. Oh, my gosh. That's a great concept. That's a great idea. Love that. Thanks, Copyright. guys. You know? Happened here on the Mermaid Club. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think... It's it's cool because at the underwater play days, if you know nothing about what we're talking about, ooh, Jay, um, what happens like on the first half of the day is we do like more like technique work and meditation, and because underwater it is very easy, as I'm sure we all know, to panic and think we're drowning, mm-hmm. and so it is a very much a mind game, and so I think. What is fantastic about the underwater play days is for those people who like have this first time like doing this stuff. Like it's important for people to know, um, you know, how to tune into your mind and your body and just relax and let the water take you. So like Christine does a great job, kind of, um, you know, teaching that aspect. And we do. Um, there's a there's a moment where you kind of go through the watsu. Um, is it a like therapy? Is it a therapy a therapy form? technique? Yeah. Sure. Um, tell people about that because I had never heard of it before. But every time I do it now, I'm like, oh, it feels so good. <laughs> I'm floating on it in space, and I just want to be here forever. So well, because like, Abby said that when she did your your event in LA, it was the first time she'd ever posed underwater. She didn't get cramps. Yep. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I didn't realize that. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that first part of the day, you know, and I've just worked over these past, you know, year and a half of doing larger destination retreats and the smaller workshops to put together a kind of a body of technique and sequencing mm-hmm. for both warming up the lungs and your muscles so that you're not going to get cramps if you hit a cold, you know, water temperature. Um, and on top of that, I really, I work for a couple <clears throat> hours before we get into the photo sessions mm-hmm. to help people build um, a relationship of trust, ease, surrender, flow with and in the water because everything you're going to encounter there, you know, so many layers of fear. And yeah. if you're able to train at a physical level this feeling of release in like this anti-gravity medium, mm-hmm. I feel like it has really actually profound healing changes for people. So it's been an interesting part of me focusing more on the process mm-hmm. and less on the end product. Right. And I'm doing more of that with my work. But yeah, to answer your question of the Watsu, there's sort of two branches um, of underwater healer work. And that's the Watsu community and the Aguahara. And they're really combining a type of uh, held floating um, therapy technique mm-hmm. and actual movement and you have someone who is guiding you the entire time so you kind of feel like you're flying and you're slowly able to release into someone's hands mm-hmm. that will sort of move your limbs as well so it's a bit of a massage they type it kind of watsu is known as an in-water massage essentially That's really cool i think of it more as like a dance almost than mm-hmm. a actual massage yeah. but um i'm not a full practitioner myself but i have i've i have my I love that technique, mm-hmm. and I've learned pieces enough to share it in yeah. small capacity with folks. And um, I find it, you know, just a great way for people to relax, relax. into the water. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you've done the float tank, right, Lauren? Have you done the float tank? Maybe not. No, like the like um, in like the pod and the mm-mm. salt water. The the I thought you had done that. Maybe. No, I've talked about it because okay. like I think there's a group on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was a group on for um shoot. What are they called? The uh the anti sensory pods. 
Yeah. Something yeah. like that. You know, it's like you're floating because it's salt water and it's completely dark and no sound yeah. and things like that. But you have. I have, yeah. It's it's a very similar feeling is where I'm getting at here. Yes. It's very similar to that. And honestly, I like the Watsu better than the float tank. Uh, maybe in the float tank. I don't know. It's you are like with yourself and your thoughts and your feelings. So it takes longer to like relax maybe i don't know also but. if you've got like even an iota of claustrophobia or yeah. like fear of dark at all <laughs> yeah it's probably it's not gonna be quite up your alley whereas yeah. like i don't have that so i'd be like cool i'm just letting yeah. Like, yeah 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 i mean the biggest piece for getting like, if you're wanting to get good photos or even you know anything related to underwater you have to feel safe mm-hmm. and i feel like it's a big piece that we miss if we just throw people in the water and ask them all at once to do like be okay with without mm-hmm. having trained the individual pieces of what it's like to have water in your eyes and water up the nose and you know not be fighting the water for specific poses but just allowing the water to move you mm-hmm. um yeah your relationship with with the medium you're moving in is important and gets yeah. I feel like lost by the wayside so yeah yeah as I'm moving into more actual underwater performance and not just still photography it's become really important for me it's really really cool yeah yeah I know that one of the it it was a magazine that I used to subscribe to and then I'm hopefully getting again for my birthday once again but it used to be called fairy magazine and it's not anymore it's called enchanted living yeah and they just did a massive photo shoot of underwater yeah like enchanted creatures I thought I think it's some Cheryl Walsh I think some of her stuff was in it Mm -hmm. Um, I love her stuff yeah Tracy Hines had a thing a yeah cover situation so a couple of our peeps are are in it yeah they're definitely connected yeah um Um, I got it years ago yeah and then I keep following them on all the various places I'm like yeah no I'm gonna have to get this magazine yeah (laughs) it's it's all like all the things that we do yeah in that magazine well it's a problem because all I want to do is rip out all the pages frame them and just put them on my wall (laughs) I don't have the room for that (laughs) well it's too pretty. I know. It's just so pretty. I know. We love the pretty things. Me too. We do. Yeah. But I think, yeah, your underwater play day situation is really great, like, for beginners and for experienced mm-hmm. people. You know, for me, I've shot a lot, but hadn't really, like, experienced any of the, like, uh, the meditation aspects or the Watsu th- stuff like that just like to relax and be able to like stretch a little bit before like that typically doesn't happen for me and so like just learning that like you know what you do and your processes Mm -hmm. is really helpful yeah to to help my stuff as well so it was great really take that time to put yourself first Uh take care of yourself and be sure that you know safety above all else is Mm -hmm. is paramount yeah and more than that like you you know you want to feel you want to feel relaxed and at ease and it really is an opportunity more than just to get the photos to like like I said train at this physical mm. level a feeling of surrender like yeah. where yeah. else do you get that that yeah. you can fully release yeah. and um, you can use that opportunity every time you do anything mm-hmm. underwater whereas I know it would be good for me too because my brain is so associated water and being underwater with like summertime fun and so it's yeah. like as soon as I hit water I am like I swim everywhere I do all the things because like I grew up all my summers were in Florida in southern Florida so I was yeah. either at the ocean in a pool all summer long so the minute I hit water I just swim in dive in and doing all the things and it's like <laughs> you have to center yourself and slow down yeah because <laughs> they're not gonna chase you with the camera 
right underwater totally um so yeah i know that that hit me hard is because at the play at our pod last pod meeting i was also on hefty antibiotics yeah Yeah. so roughly about an hour and a half in i was like oh no yeah (laughs) (laughs) we gotta pace ourselves lauren (laughs) i gotta go lay down (laughs) i was feeling real rough yeah so yeah beginners and intermediates yes this is for you hold on to your fins mermaids the everyday mermaid podcast will be right back okay so this episode of the everyday mermaid podcast is brought to you by king triton just kidding he's swimming over to metro marfolk to check out their classic oh my goodness yes Yes, and Metro Mofolk, I mean, it's a group that is all about an inclusive, what's Inclusivity? Inclusivity? Inclusivity. There we go. Words are hard, you guys, but Metro Mofolk is the place to be Yeah. because they have classes for kids and adults, yep. and it's in the Metro DC area, so if you're like even like at all close or just traveling through, you can find them uh, at Metro Mofolk on Facebook and Instagram. Check them out. They are our favorite little pod over there. Not little, actually. It's quite large. It's a large pod. Yeah, it's a lot of our merfolk over there, mm-hmm. but check them out at Metro Mofolk. This podcast is also sponsored by our friends at MerMagicCon. Hey, y'all, about MerMagicCon. Because Lauren and I are going to be there this year. It's in February of 2020. Around It's, it's in, like, the Manassas, Virginia area. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be kind of the same Metro Merfolk little area down there. And we really need to just, like, go check out D.C. like a couple yeah. days before or something. Oh, that's true. That'd be around. fun. That'd be really fun. Um, I haven't been to D.C. in years. Yeah. it's Yeah. We should definitely go, like, check it out. Do some mermaid things over there. <laughs> so, yeah. So this podcast is sponsored by them and we will be there live podcasting at MerMagicCon this year and if you don't know anything about it all I'm gonna say is go to MerMagicCon.com get your tickets because it's gonna change your life everybody it's gonna change your life uh all like all the great mermaids are gonna come and there's classes there's photo shoot options underwater above the water there's a gala it's just a great time to be a mermaid over at mermagicon so check them out at mermagicon.com yay this podcast is also sponsored by our friends at mermaid cove shop we kind of love them and by love them we mean like obsessed mm-hmm. a little bit like mm-hmm. slight obsession mode they have all the things all the things lauren and you know how i am about mermaid things i just can't help myself she likes them a lot oh, i just have a whole room because of this issue and let me just say that this is like like next level stuff over here yeah. at mermaid Co shop it's just amazing. They and have a mermaid throne. They have a mermaid throne in there where our mermaid friends like go and do like story times and mm-hmm. stuff inside. Mm-hmm. But they have like anything mermaid you could ever imagine is at Mermaid Cove Shop. Anything. It's glorious. Yes. So check them out at Mermaid Cove Shop uh, anywhere on the internets.com, mm-hmm. on Instagram, on Facebook. Check them out. Yeah. They're fantastic. Yeah. And by fantastic, I mean fantastic. fantastic. Yes. And this podcast is also sponsored by our friends at the Filthy Mermaid. <gasps> Not filthy like dirty or muddy or dirt on your fins. Like, I mean, <laughs> are you laughing at me? Yes. I mean, like, sassy pants, like, dress to impress, like, awesome. Yeah. Filthy Mermaid. I've got something in my cart right now. From the Do you? Yeah. <laughs> 
it's, it's amazing. It's mermaid clothes, and it's the Filthy Mermaid mm-hmm. clothing apparel brand. I know they have some accessory things, too, like yeah. fun little stickers and stuff. But um, I have quite a few uh, shirts and things from them because it's very much everyday mermaid yeah. look. So if you're looking to, like, um, just, you know, express your mermaid self but don't want to be, like, super over the top about it, the Filthy Mermaid is the place to go yeah. for that kind of thing. Their stuff so. swims right up our channel. Oh, my gosh. That was the best mermaid pun I've heard in a long time. I know. Ugh, that was great. <laughs> so check them out at The Filthy Mermaid on Instagram, Facebook, all the things, and you will not be sorry, friends. So true. Okay. Yes. I feel like especially when you're going to translate your underwater work from a pool into an ocean context. Mm. Like I, I remember from the first time I went scuba diving and feeling this sense of, oh, this is a different world. It yeah. moves at a different pace and water really demands that you, you move slow, that you go with it versus fight against it. Yeah. <laughs> Stretching over here by us. And I, I feel like that's, it's just really important. And we have mm-hmm. so few opportunities in this world that like, you know, a lot of my other work is in, you know, I work with startups and companies and it's like move fast and break things. And we need these opportunities to slow down and relax and feel like, you know, it's not all about what end thing yeah. we're making and how like big we can get it. I'm not saying those aren't important, yeah. but if you really, if you do that at the sacrifice of the process, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just, just become making, a thing for yeah, me. And you've just know. made the process unnecessarily harder than it needs to be, especially in film. You can have a whole lot of hurry up and wait. So it's like if you yeah. take those times where it's like, cut, we have to reset something. If you take those times to really find that moment and yeah. time to center yourself and, you know, bring yourself back into that Zen place, mm-hmm. when they say action again, it's going to make that a lot smoother and a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So cliche. It's about the journey, not the destination. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So true. I mean, it's like one of the many things yeah. water teaches me. Totally. It's a good teacher. Yes. I have another question, but do we want to Yes, we should pause pause for a moment here. Uh, Christine, we mentioned this a little bit, but um, every episode we have what's called a hashtag Jody moment, which is for Jody Benson, the voice of the Little Mermaid. And to start off this hashtag Jody moment, we start off with her beautiful voice. Every time. All right. Um, so, Christine, we both, Lauren and I, have our own kind of, our, our Little Mermaid stories, you know, mm-hmm. like when we first saw the Little Mermaid or when we heard Jody Benson's beautiful Little Mermaid voice, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of have like these fun little things that we have, but you may not. But do you, before we go the other route? Yeah, I think I do. I mean, oh. I really, the one that I really always tell people is that first scuba diving experience in Honduras. Yes. We are finally out of a pool. I got certified in freaking quarry in Baltimore in the winter. Oh and me Lord of the Lord. five, you know how cold and dark. I mean, good Lord, I can't believe I stuck with this underwater stuff. I was the only one of my group of five people who actually got certified. And Justin oh. can contest to how much I hate the, the cold. Oh, yeah. I will not do it. Yeah. And I did not have a dry suit. Our instructors who certified us had dry suits. Oh, I did not. What? But all the other, the other like four males who were there did not get certified. I got myself certified because I wanted to go on this trip. And I, I talk about that moment a lot when I first, you know, was underwater mm-hmm. and first saw coral reefs firsthand. 
But I also, the first movie I saw when I was a kid was The Little Mermaid oh, in theaters. Yes. And I really wonder, like, which came first? Was it, like, the chicken before the egg? Oh, the egg before the chicken? Gosh. You know? Yeah. Like, can you, I mean, maybe that just really got in my subconscious as a this child. This was and your moment where you were like, yes. I walked in. My mom loves to tell the story. We walked in. I'd never been in a movie theater before. And mm-hmm. I just... I plopped myself down in the middle of the aisle because we were late and the movie was already playing. And I just was like, oh, the screen, everyone yes. stumbled around me. And I don't know. It was, so maybe I have two. Yes. I love <laughs> both yeah. of those things. I mean, I know that Ursula is the sea witch, but it really is Ariel. It's got the capturing magic. She does, for sure. Oh, that was really good. Thanks. Oh, yes, girl. <laughs> You're, yeah. Pat myself on the back for that girl. <laughs> yes, girl. Yeah, Little Mermaid. Something about it. It's mm-hmm. it really resonates with us. It does. It does. <laughs> and Jody Benson. We just love her. Some subliminal programming running oh, behind that movie. 100%. That's for sure. <laughs> Birthing mermaids into the world. Yes. <laughs> yes. So true. So true. I love it. But yes. So my, my question from before was, um, it's in regards to kind of the, the, what are some of the pros and cons of like shooting in a pool versus shooting in the ocean? Yeah, gosh, that's a great question. Um, I have done a lot of my highly conceptual work mm-hmm. shot in a pool because you have control over the light. You have the ability to not be battling the elements. You can control the visibility of the water. Mm-hmm. You're not like battling waves. Yeah. Um, you're not out on a rocking boat. You know, you can get out. You can eat. You can go to the bathroom. You know, you can change. You can touch up makeup. You know, the minute you get in an open water context, um, you know, some of my a lot of my campaigns this past year, we've done more open water shoots, which I love. I mean, I love being out in the actual ocean, but, you know, it just, there's so many more variables and it adds layers of failure points in many, many regards that, you know, are tough to control for. And you kind of have to roll with it. You know, I did a campaign on location in the Bahamas and we had such bad weather that, you know, had a lot of money riding on this and we're there. My entire team is there. And are we going to pull this thing off? And we're finally able to get out on the boat for one day, shoot it and bring it home. But it's a totally other ballgame of stress, you know, Mm -hmm. and safety. You need, you know, a ton of more, you need safety divers. You need to be a lot more careful in that regard Mm -hmm. and also be conscious to be honest about what you're putting on your skin what Mm -hmm. you're wearing you know in the ocean and being sure that like you're not with you as the model and a performer without a mask and having the right spatial orientation and context that you're not like blowing into the reef you know these things are you know it's a lot of hurdles a lot more hurdles yeah (laughs) for sure Mm -hmm. yeah the ocean is its whole other thing. She is a cruel mistress. <laughs> it's true, but I like that a lot of people don't think about the stuff that you're bringing into the ocean when you're shooting mm-hmm. these things, you know, like plastics and just harmful chemicals and stuff. So that, like, it's you can do it, uh, and you can shoot awesome things down there, but it's uh, a lot harder and more to think about, I feel mm-hmm. like. Yeah, it's just more to think about. It's super disrespectful. I mean, you yeah. know, if you're 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 going to perform in an underwater capacity in the open ocean in any environment for that matter, you know, yeah. respect the environment that you're stepping into. It's yeah, not sure. your world, you know. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Something that killed me recently. I didn't really know how to respond to it because it happened on Facebook. And it's like this is somebody that I knew years ago, but I don't know them now. Totally. And she's taken a picture of a beverage she had gotten at a restaurant, and that restaurant was using sh- paper straws. 
and the straw was bent. It was all soggy because it's paper. 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 And she says, <laughs> I hate this. This is the worst. Like, I hate that we've all switched to like these, like from the plastic ones and blah, blah, blah. And I, so I, of course, read the comments with my popcorn in my mouth. Um, <laughs> Sipping your tea. Exactly. And from a metal straw. Yes. Not, <laughs> not one, but two people commented about how they bought like a value box of plastic straws to <gasps> take with them to restaurants no. that don't serve with paper, that serve with paper or don't serve straws at all. And I, I'm like, it's mind blowing, mind boggling. I, was, <laughs> I didn't really know what to do with it. I was like so uncomfortable. I was like, my skin is peeling off. Oh my gosh. There is so, now one woman made a very good point. One of the, she was like the, the paper straws are so sensory yeah, Sens- it's a sensory lot. bad for me that it it really I, I can't like handle it. and that's fair yeah. because it's like once you I love it because yeah. I like I have oral issues so I'm like <laughs> I like try to chew on it oh all day long which is why I bought silicone straws yeah yeah <laughs> not silicone. my freaking there straw. are solutions silicone yeah. straws silicone metal straws, straws. Metal metal straws. Ones, yeah and there's and I got I have a plastic straw too from a reusable um uh cup yeah. that I got and it came with the cleaner so now I have right. a little pipe cleaner for sure yeah. for my straws so yeah. I have all the straws I have all the different things to gnaw on but I was like I did, can I comment on this because I mean mm. they are my friend on Facebook but I don't really know them that I well know. and I just wanted to be like here's some other options, options. Yeah. that yeah. don't require your straws going up a turtle's nose. Yeah. We, we were talking about this earlier, but, like, there's no excuse, and especially the straw thing, like, the campaigns for that are so, like, widespread. I'm like, if you're using a plastic straw, you, you like... This is not okay, and you should not. Like, there are other options so readily available to mm-hmm. everyone now because right. of the the campaigns that have been going on with the turtle, mm-hmm. the straw, and the nose. And, like, I have no sympathy for anyone that's like, this is an inconvenience to me. I, ha- yeah. I do not. I do not. But the but mermaid. That's the word. That's the word I'm just thinking in my head is inconvenient for people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's as much as the campaigning we can do and put the messages out there, there is a certain ingrained psychology mm-hmm. around this convenient element and instant yeah. gratification yeah. that, you know, that's more inner work with those yeah. people and really you can't you can't force someone to change and I think that's the biggest piece I've no. had to you know just be okay with and mm-hmm. sort of being in an advocacy role yeah. you can't force people to change yeah. Yeah. and yeah. there's equally as much benefit to being an outspoken I want to change the world and change other people's behavior as it is to being I want to help people like change their their inner landscape so yeah. that they don't have those behavioral patterns. So yeah. I definitely know great folks that are you know uh, tackling it from either end. But yeah. it's true. I don't I don't have a lot of patience for the folks who yeah. are not readily being willing to like for save the planet for future generations for a tiny little bit of discomfort or yeah. inconvenience in their own lives. Yeah, yeah. there's not an excuse at and, this point. And no. it kills me too because it's like I I've, I've lived in a country that has a much better environmental standard than the U.S. has. New and that Zealand, would be right? Yes, New that would be New Zealand, 110%. So one thing, and I know this for a fact, that Nashville doesn't have a metro recycling program. The only one that they do have are recycling centers where you can go and take all your recyclables and put them in the giant mm. dumpsters. And they will take them away and recycle them. We were just talking, talking about this about morning. This. <laughs> so you can, you can do that. And like my household does that. My boyfriend's yeah. household does that. And so it's 
inconvenient, yes, but it's still doable. It's five minutes from both of our houses. We live in very convenient places for it. Yes. Um, but the ones that are so much harder are the soft plastics, which are recyclable, yeah. but not nearly as easily. I think, do not quote me on this, I think <laughs> Walmart does have a soft plastics recycling because I'm pretty sure the last time I went there mm. they had a container for it oh, and all of the awesome. grocery stores in New Zealand Take had a soft yeah had a soft plastic recycling bin so like the family that I was with they recycled everything and this was a family of five three boys <laughs> three boys <laughs> and two adults and me and every week one small trash can of garbage yeah. and that was it because they composted yeah. recycled cardboard recycled hard plastics recycled soft plastics yeah. and aluminum and glass and so everything else was just whatever other pieces of trash yeah. were yeah. like around it's crazy. and even that is can be done because I think a lot of it was just vacuuming oh <laughs> yeah like vacuum junk yeah 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 so <laughs> it, yeah so and that's a family of five plus a nanny every once in a while yeah that's six people who are every week to two weeks only producing one garbage can That's full wild. of trash. That's yeah. impressive. It's impressive. So it's not impossible. People have this figured out in other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Like we need to, <laughs> yeah. you know, pick it up. You need to jump on board. And honestly, like I really always come back to the best thing you can possibly do is like not get disheartened by other people yeah. and hold a frequency of I am doing everything yeah. I can in my day and moving through my mm-hmm. life with an integrity. And you shine that out as an example to other people. Yeah. For sure. And if you really focus on being able to do that. And yeah, yeah like, I mean, it's, I, I'm also all for, like, be an activist, be an yeah. advocate, like, speak about these, like, what other places in the world are doing and how we can also do that mm-hmm. as a, you know, but it's uh, it's hard because you just yeah. can't force change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it has so to true. really come from within. So first. true. So. Yeah. so true. Well, and really, I, I grew up in a family that did not, I mean, we recycled and stuff, but I just, it wasn't like a, a normal thing. And mm-hmm. I honestly, like, did not learn about this stuff until I started mermaiding and, like, um, well, I did live with someone from Oregon. Who, <laughs> you know, she was very much, like, recycle all things. But... You know, I, I didn't learn about it until the mermaiding. So I, you know, we, we all have these great platforms just to set an example. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like somebody came up to me and said, you need to recycle. You need to stop using your straws. Like, literally, like, you know, the mermaid straws happened. And I was like, why are these why are these a thing? Oh, okay. Thank you for, you know, educating me on mm-hmm. this. Like, it yeah. wasn't like someone was you know, aggressively telling me to, to make this change. It was just by example. Yeah, so exactly. We all have great platforms to share our example yeah and if you're I love to hear that because it's like if you're you're a model even in the sense of if you're walking through life with a curious heart yeah you know and little ego right you're you're really and you're present you're noticing what these other people around you are doing and then you ask questions inquire why are you doing that Mm -hmm. like that's also just a piece around the mindset I see as like what we need to really have in, in place here and oh. if you're distracted all the time on your phone, you can't do that. Well, <laughs> unless you're listening to the Everyday Marine podcast. True. <laughs> yes. Then in that case, yes, you can. <laughs> Keep going. Yes. <laughs> yeah. funny. Well, this has been just a lovely, lovely experience. Yes, thank you so much. I, I mean, I have like five other folks who were like, oh, I couldn't make it to this weekend. Can we please have another one? And I'm like, yes, we can. And we'll just work it out. Oh, mm-hmm. okay with that. happy to come You're back anytime <laughs> <laughs> so 
So I hope sign me up for the next one. Yeah, walk. Lauren, you uh, you have no excuse. You are coming. I didn't to really the next even one. have a good one for this one either. Yeah, I just didn't like Jesus. take off the day, and then I couldn't find coverage. So <clears throat> that's my own fault. Abby, I take blame. My hands just go up for that. That was my bad. Well, next time. Abby will have words with me about it later. Yes, we will discuss this later. Uh, But yeah, next time, Lauren, you got to come. And uh, anybody else who's interested in learning about the underwater play day situations, mm-hmm. she's all over the place, y'all. Not just LA. Not When's just your Nashville. next one? Yeah. I'll be back in LA. For okay. Sure. Okay. Um, but you can follow Christine for the underwater play day at underwater play day on Instagram. But you can also follow Christine. She is at the underwater woman. Yes. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On, on Instagram. And you should definitely follow Justin, the photographer, a friend of ours. Um, what Justin? He is at at J Lutsky L U T S K Y. We will. It's gonna be right here on the screen if you're watching right here. Um, yes. So you should definitely follow him because you can uh, see all of his amazing work and see kind of the photos that we've been referencing this entire time. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely mm-hmm. follow him. Um, but it has just been such an honor. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Really, absolutely, it's been a pleasure. If you want to follow us on Instagram as well, you can follow us at Everyday Mermaid Podcast. And thank you to our patrons for supporting us. If you are just listening for the first time and have no idea what we're talking about, we are on Patreon at patreon.com slash everydaymermaid. And you get an ad-free version of the full podcast every week, but you also get an exclusive bonus episode that we don't share anywhere else. And we always kind of upload some content up there just Mm -hmm. for patrons only. So definitely check it out. You can uh, subscribe. It's just like a membership for the Everyday Mermaid Podcast. So it's a way for you to support us and you could do like a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars a month, whatever you want to do. And that helps us continue to make this podcast and go travel and do all the underwater things with Christine. Because <laughs> we have some plans, y'all, and it's going to cost some money. Like so, Raja and Put? Yeah. You yes. know, just, just some <laughs> far, far away places, but magical. Uh, so yeah. So thank you to all of our patrons who are supporting us already you can go to patreon.com slash everyday mermaid to support the podcast but thank you all for listening and we will see you on the flip side bye mermaid bye i gave finger guns you do that sometimes <laughs> <Lauren>. <laughs>